And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Today's episode sponsor is Mind Baseball, located in Dallas, Texas. Their bats are made from 100% European beech wood, which allows for more density, which then leads to more power. I mean, who doesn't want more power? We all know chicks dig the long ball. Multiple studies prove that beech outperforms maple, birch, and ash that you're probably used to swinging. Beech wood straight grains mean for less breaks, and Mind Baseball exceeds the MLB regulations in that category. Are you also frustrated with seeing the dried paint spots on your barrel? Mind Baseball uses a family secret technique that leaves a perfect finish every time. If you set their bat next to another brand, you will make sure that you see the difference. Lastly, they also use a built-in grip to reduce vibrations. It is the same technology that is used to reduce recoil in rifles. Make sure to check them out. Go find them on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, on Instagram, their username is at mine, M-I-N-E, baseball. Check them out, but let's dig into today's episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Canes Midwest third baseman and 2025 Indiana baseball commit Landon Fry on the JKR Podcast for the Canes Midwest Baseball Series presented by Bayou City Baseball Company. Landon, I know we've talked about this for a while. You've been a part of Battle of Indiana. Come on a different, those many interviews I've been doing. Pumped to finally have you here on the JKR Podcast, man. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. And again, you know, thanks for coming on the show first off. But before we dig into the Canes Midwest, before we dig into Snyder High School, your commitment to IU, first question I always like to ask everybody that gets on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Landon Fry? What's up, guys? I'm Landon Fry. Um, I go to Fort Wayne Snyder High School. I'm going to be a junior this year. I play baseball and football, and I'm committed to Indiana University. Okay, there we go. So first kind of segment I want to dig into is Canes Midwest. We, like I said, we got to make sure we give them a little bit of love here during this Canes Midwest series. So uh, kind of take us through your travel baseball career. You know, how did you get exactly connected with the Canes Midwest and what that experience has been like for you? Travel baseball career has been great. I started off with the New Haven Bulldogs here in New Haven, Indiana, and played with them three to four years. And then I uh, moved on to the Summit City Vipers, more of a high-level team here in Fort Wayne. And then my 14U going into my 15U uh, year, 
that's when I really got connected with Kane's Midwest. Um, I really just saw them on the internet, just like, you know, Kane's big uh, organization. So um, I reached out to them and texted them um, and they told me their schedule and they were actually playing at WBA uh, uh, place here in Fort Wayne. So um, I went there and watched them play, asked the coaches when the tryout dates were. And then I t actually talked to a couple of my buddies, Brandon and Pernell, and we all three of us went down there and tried out and we made the team. Okay, so you make that jump from the Summit City Vipers go to Canes Midwest to where it's more of a local team there in Fort Wayne to a team that you know you guys are traveling down to Atlanta. I think you guys said you're going down to Jupiter here this you know coming or you know going down to Florida next week. You know what was that biggest jump you saw going from a more local team in Fort Wayne to playing for Coach Hundley in the Canes Midwest? Biggest jump was just speed wise, seeing guys throwing faster, better competition all around, guys hitting the ball harder, just competition throughout the whole game of baseball is just a big jump yeah so with this being what is it your third summer with the Kings Midwest or would this be your okay so third. This being your third um third year under coach Hunley you know what are some of those relationships you've been able to build with those Kings Midwest coaches whether that's Jay Hunley whether that's Hunter McIntosh the other coach who's in that dog I forget I forget his name um so I guess if he's listening I feel I'm sorry but uh what are some of those relationships you've been able to build with those coaches Relationships are great. They're like a another another dad, another parent. Um, he always tells us after the game that he loves us no matter what. Just it's super great to have a, a coach like that who really cares about you, really cares about your future, um, your baseball career, and your uh, life outside of baseball. It's just really nice to have a coach like that that cares sure. about you. I'm sure. So, you know, t t sticking on that relationship topic, obviously you talk about how Purnell, how Brandon came on to the Kings Midwest with you as well. So you got pretty good relationships with those Fort Wayne guys, but kind of take us through the relationships you've been able to build with, let's say, Barth, Owen Jenkins, who just joined the team this year. Some of those other guys who are, you know, from across the state or even from Kentucky, Illinois, some of those guys, what are those relationships you're able to build with the, you know, your, your Kings Midwest teammates? Relationships are really nice. I feel like we, our team, we bond well. That's how we win our most of our ball games. Uh, it's super great uh, bringing in Owen Jenkins, like you said, um, Jaden Fowski, just bringing them onto the team, making them feel like family. Um, yeah, just having fun with them throughout the summer. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, with that Canes Midwest roster, obviously you mentioned Fowski. I said Jenkins, Brandon Logan, your Snyder teammate as well, Mason Barth, all those guys. You guys have something in common, Power 5 baseball commits. So with you being on that loaded Canes Midwest roster, you know, how are you maybe picking the brains of some of your teammates, whether that's, you know, maybe seeing what their hitting approach is like, their mechanics, pregame routine, you know, kind of take us through how you guys are maybe picking the brains of each other. Yeah, it's great because we're all like really good ball players. So like when we're down, when I'm down in a slump, I can go to Elijah Bennett and see what he does differently when he's in a slump to get out of it seeing different mechanics when you're up in the box or a different mindset, like a plate approach or just footwork in the field or stuff like that. Yeah. Just really helps having teammates like that, that can not only be just a teammate, but can also be a coach too and be there for you. Yeah, I'm sure. So you guys have had a pretty good summer here this year. You told me before we started recording that you guys went 4-0 down in Atlanta, but, you know, didn't make it to bracket play. Still don't really understand how how that exactly that works. But um, kind of take us through this summer. You guys, you know, we're top, I think, you won, the, won the bronze medal there down in Cary, have, you know, been playing pretty well. Kind of take us through, you know, tournament by tournament, what this summer's been looking like for your guys' 25 team. Yeah, the first couple of tournaments were pretty good. Um, we started off at IU, but we didn't really have any of our guys because they were still playing high school ball, obviously. So that was pretty rough. We played with uh, a couple of 24s and some um, 26s. So that was just 
having fun playing ball, trying to win ball games. And then I feel like the next weekend we went down to Atlanta with actually our 26s and we did pretty well. We lost in the quarterfinals, I think. So that was pretty big to go down there with our 26s and do well. And then um, obviously to come in third place, win bronze at the USA baseball tournament with the 16 best teams in the nation. That's obviously pretty big with our full team. So that was a good accomplishment. And then past tournament, like you said, we we went four and one and pool play and didn't make the bracket. And then we got our next tournament in Fort Myers, Florida. Can't wait for that one. Should be good. Go out with a bang. All right. So this will be your last tournament, you know, heading into this last week then, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's kind of, you know, look at the beginning, look at the end of travel season. For you going from high school ball to the travel season, what's that transition like going from facing all those teams here in Fort in Fort Wayne, going through that state to state tournament? Like you said, you guys were missing a few guys because of that state tournament. What's that transition from high school ball to travel baseball? And then that transition at the end of the summer where we're at kind of right now, going from Travel baseball, being down in Florida to now, you're probably going to hit two a days there for football, go through those hot summer workouts, kind of take us through what those transitions are looking like. Transitions was actually really big going from high school ball to travel ball because uh, here in Fort Wayne, you don't see too much of the 80, high 80s, low 90s. So definitely going from high school ball to travel ball was a big difference, uh, struggling early off, early and often. Uh, it's because here, here in Fort Wayne, you don't really see – um, the fast pitching. So once you go to travel ball, it speeds it up. You got to get the game going and just keep on going from there. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's one thing I always like to bring up with you, Indiana guys, especially the ones who maybe are in Indianapolis where you guys are facing, you know, 90 yeah. almost every game down there. Um, you know, in Fort Wayne, like you guys faced Braden Thomas here, Thomas this year. But beyond that, I'm sure you guys weren't facing, you know, too quick a pitching or too, you know, yeah. caliber of pitching. But anyway, um, last travel baseball question here for you. So looking back at this year, your past couple of years with the Canes Midwest, even if you want to throw it back to when you were with the Vipers, what are some of those just favorite travel baseball memories that come to mind when you think of travel baseball? Probably just being in the hotel with the boys, ding dong ditching. That's always fun. Um, going out to going out to eat with the buddies and the fam, just, Definitely going to Top Golf is one of my favorites to do. That's pretty fun, getting the course and going. Yeah, just spending time with your boys and the family. Yeah, I'm sure when you're traveling around that country, I'm sure you build a you know pretty strong relationship with all those different guys and you know having a lot of fun times. But um, kind of moving from travel baseball to high school ball, kind of take us through your high school experience there, your freshman, your sophomore year. I believe you guys were state champion, not not sorry, city champions this year for at Snyder. Kind of take us through you know your first two years uh, years of high school ball. Yeah, freshman freshman year was great. We had a good senior leadership that year. Um, we won SAC our, my freshman year, too. I got second team all SAC for third base, so that was pretty big. Um, we unfortunately lost by one run in the uh, sectional to Carroll, so that was pretty upsetting. But I did pretty well. And then my sophomore year, we won SAC again um, for our conference. Um, did did uh, better than my freshman year, which is also a plus. And then uh, we lost in the sectional again. So hoping to get my get a sectional championship this year, my junior year. Yeah. Um. So you talk about how great that leadership was there your freshman year. Who were some of those guys there your freshman year that kind of maybe took you underneath their wing, kind of led the team, led you, and kind of showed you the ropes of high school baseball? Definitely Cade Hinton and Trevor Newman. They're both at uh, – they're playing Juco ball at Vincennes University. 
Okay. So, you know, with those guys leaving, you being a sophomore, I know you and Brandon were, I believe, the one and two hitters there in that lineup. The game I went and watched looked like you guys were, you know, some of the leaders on that team. But kind of take us through how maybe you stepped up as a sophomore this past year or, you know, what your expectations are as a leader going forward for your junior year as well. Yeah, guys definitely look up to me. Obviously, knowing that I'm an Indiana commit and that I'm a pretty good ball player. So they definitely look up to me in that aspect. But just being more of a vocal leader on the field and off the field and definitely in practice, just getting them better, teach them different ways that I do things to get them better to make our team better. Okay, so being there in Fort Wayne, like we talked about earlier, you got to face Braden Thomas. I believe you said you went one for two against him. Um, but kind of take us through what that Fort Wayne baseball competition is looking like. Obviously facing Braden, maybe who some of those other better pitchers are that you remember facing this past year. You know, got, kind of give us the rundown on Fort Wayne baseball. Fort Wayne baseball is actually pretty good. It's definitely underrated. Um, when guys come down and watch Fort Wayne baseball, I don't think it's going to be like the indie, but it kind of is in some of the games that they can come to. Yeah, facing Braden Thomas was a good uh, going, getting me ready for the travel ball season. That's always nice, and other guys like him as well, too. Okay, so have you gotten the chance to face Purnell in the regular season yet, or is that is he just a teammate at this moment? Yeah, I, I, we, play, we actually played his team at the Tin Cap Stadium. I faced him, and I think I went, I went two for two. Yeah, I went two for two against him at the Tin Cap Stadium. Okay, so, so that was I fun. So take us through those ABs against Braden, against Purnell. You know, what's that approach going in? And then, you know, for next year, getting a chance to face them again, you're kind of sticking with that approach. I mean, you had success with it this past year. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you might be sticking with that. But what's that looking like? Approach definitely against Braden. He's a fast-throwing uh, lefty, so he's going to have some tail on his ball. So I'm just looking to poke the ball opposite way into the right center gap and then spitting on his off speed and seeing what he is, batting it off, and then, Against Purnell, I was seeing the ball pretty well uh, at the 10 caps. And I was sitting first pitch fastball, and he gave me it. And then uh, second AB, I knew he wasn't going to throw me a fastball again. So I was sitting his off speed and poked it right back up the middle. So, yeah, going into next year, I'll definitely keep the same approach. Uh, just see where it goes from there. Okay, so same question I kind of asked you for travel baseball. Last question about high school ball. So looking back at these past two years, what are some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think of high school ball playing at Snyder? I'm sure, you know, going to Parkview Field is probably one of those memories, but kind of take us through what some of those favorite ones are. High school ball is just, it's just different than travel ball. It's, I feel like it's more of like a family atmosphere because like you go to school with these guys, you've grown up with these guys since you were little. So I feel like my favorite memories is just going to practice. Definitely my freshman year sectionals week. We do like a, um, a theme each day going into the sectional game, like, uh, wife beaters and do rags, favorite jersey. Definitely, those were my favorite memories. So, okay, okay. So far, a pretty pretty interesting concept there. You know, that's something I didn't, yeah. didn't get to see when I was in high school. But um, so kind of digging into the next thing. Obviously, going to IU. In my opinion, obviously, since I I am a you know who's your student right now, best best team in the Big Ten. But kind of dig it. Let's kind of take us through this recruiting mm -hmm. process. When that recruiting process gets started, when did you start getting noticed by some of those Division One teams? Recruiting process started uh, my eighth grade summer going into my freshman year. Um, I really got in contact when we went down to Freshman Worlds, uh, my eighth grade year going into my freshman year. Uh, we lost in the championship. It came in second in uh, Freshman Worlds, which was really big. That's when they first started really looking at me. And then I went to two or three camps uh, coming back from that. And just they kept on keeping in touch with me. And then um, – 
watched me at Grand Park here and there. And then finally they threw the offer a couple months later in the fall. And then I committed uh, two or three months later. Okay. So when that recruiting process was getting started, you being an eighth grader, be going into your freshman year, you know, what's going through your mind at that point? Cause you haven't even gone to a high school class, but you're, you're talking to college coaches, you know, what's going through your mind at that point? Yeah, it's crazy. It was big. Like some of the stuff I couldn't even believe was happening, but it felt nice. Um, and yeah. So uh, kind of take us through those initial conversations. I'm sure it was probably what coach Simmons that was reaching out to you there. Uh, but you go talking to IU, maybe talking to some other schools in that recruiting process. What did some of those initial conversations look like? Like, what were some questions they were asking you? What were some questions that you were asking them? You know, kind of take us through those initial convos. Yeah, they just really uh, wanted to make me feel like I was a family um, and just bring me into their program. I mean, IU's always been my dream school to go play at. So definitely getting that offer was pretty big for me. Uh, some of the questions they would ask me is just my – what I, where I see myself in the future, they want me as an offensive second baseman, really, or third baseman. So that was big. And then some of the questions I have for me is, like, the way they coach or why they want to coach at IU, some of the approaches they have to coaching a player like me or stuff like that. Okay. So, you know, as you were going through that recruiting process, you mentioned IU was that dream school for you. But I'm sure there were some other schools mixed in there that you were like, okay, you know, maybe – you know, think about this school, but what were some of those key things that you were looking at when you were maybe comparing IU to some other schools or just looking at the recruiting process as a whole? Key thing was definitely coaching. Coach Mercer is great. I feel like I believe in everything that he's doing. Uh, his saying over there is build a monster, and I really think that he's building a monster over there. Yeah. Talk about building a monster. I mean, shoot, they what was it, first, first time making the NCAA tournament here in a couple of years this past yeah. year. What was that excitement for you going into this year, you know, kind of following, probably following them a little bit more as you get closer and closer to stepping on campus. What was that excitement seeing them make that NCAA tournament? I mean, you know, make a Big Ten run. Obviously didn't win the Big Ten, but, you know, was up there. I believe they were a second C, second team yeah, second. in the conference. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just kind of take us through what that excitement was this past year watching them. Yeah, excitement super great. Uh, following the guys and um, seeing, like, what they do, but like, yeah, excitement is super great knowing that I can go, I'm potentially going to go play for them and be in the same shoes that they are right now. Yeah. So as that, as that recruiting process started to wind down, you get closer and closer to choosing Indiana. Do you kind of remember the day where it hits you that, you know, you think that, you know, I use the going to be the place for you, Bloomington's when you, where you want to go play your college ball? Yeah, definitely. So take take us through that day then. <laughs> when it take, take uh, us it was probably take us through when it hits you when it hits you. Uh, definitely, it was probably like a week before I committed, really. So, uh, going into my freshman year, really, why I wanted to go to IU because, like, before that, I was really thinking since it was my dream school, obviously, um, that if they would give me the offer, then I would potentially go there. But I actually, uh, I had to like see things out, see how the coaching was. Um, their facilities, stuff like that, how they do things. So probably, yeah, definitely a week okay. before I committed. Okay. So with that 2025 Indiana class, I mean, you guys already have a pretty loaded class with you, Kyle Gates, you know, your Kansas West teammate, Eli Bennett, Blaine Metz, Matthew Fisher. I'm sure there's some other guys mixed in there as well I'm not mentioning. But what are some of those relationships you've been able to build with some of your future Hoosier teammates, Eli, maybe some guys in the 24 class as well? Um, you know, what are some of those relationships looking like? Relationships are super good with uh, some of the guys that already committed to Indiana. Definitely Eli, Eli Bennett. 
this guy that I play with summer ball with right now in the Kings Midwest. Um, he's definitely a big one. Um, just reaching out to other teammates on social media. Uh, I just I was talking to Alex Barr here the past week uh, about the WWA. I got the opportunity to play with uh, Blaine Metz at the USA baseball tournament. He came and played for us down at USA. Just other guys like that. Cal Gates, seeing him at showcases, just talking to him. So I, I would definitely agree with that. Um. So you said you got the chance. Did you guys get the chance to play Wow Factor there in um uh um in, in Atlanta this past week? I know you guys no. faced them in Cary, but I know Alex yeah. wasn't there, so um didn't get the chance to face him. But mm -hmm. um, staying on the topic of relationships, I know you said the the coaching staff was a main priority for you going through the recruiting process. You are in a unique situation being the class of twenty twenty five. I mean, we're rolling the days down now. What you have. Let's see, 15 days probably so you can start talking to that coaching staff again. Yeah. Take us through that relationships you've been able to build with Mercer, Simmons, and what it's been looking like after that new NCAA regulation was put into place. Relationships are really good with the coaches. Um, first start off with Simmons. He was a nice guy, great guy, and then uh, finally got was talking to Mercer. And I actually committed the same day that he had his, his baby. So that was big. So yeah, uh, that was that was big for both of us. Um, keep in touch with them about their home life, their kids, stuff like that. So I think relationships are pretty. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to most to August? I think is it August first or September first when you can get in back contact with them. Do you remember? August first, August. August first. So what are you looking forward to most for August first to when you get the chance to you know maybe go an official visit down to Bloomington this year, talk to the coaching staff again. You know what are you looking forward to most? Yeah, it's just super excited knowing that I get to go back down there here August 1st. I mean, it didn't really affect me that much because it wasn't that long of a break, but definitely going back down there and talking to the guys, seeing all this stuff again, just it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm sure. Like 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 I said, like like you said, 2025 is not a huge deal because it's only like a three-month absence where you couldn't talk to them. But some of those 26s who, you know, committed their, their freshman year, I mean, they still got a year and three of it, like, yeah, they still got yeah. months before they can talk to their college coaches again, which is, I don't know, kind of, I I don't know, it might be kind of scary. I'm not sure. But um, last last baseball segment I want to dig into, you talk about how you might be playing second base, might be playing third base there in Bloomington. Kind of as you go through these next couple of years, what is that plan as you maybe start prepping to play second, play third, and what's that plan as you head to the next level fielding-wise? Plan is just definitely get bigger and stronger. Um, that's going to be one of my aspects this year. I'm not playing basketball this year. So that winter off season, um, going into baseball, I'm going to lift more and get ready for baseball season. Uh, definitely get more agile and quicker, uh, before I get to college. Okay. So you also pitched there at Snyder when that probably goes to the wayside, when you get to Bloomington, how do you kind of see yourself evolving a little bit more as your main focus is going to be on playing the field, hitting and kind of just being a position player? Uh, I don't really think it'll affect me that much uh, moving from now because really I just pitch high school ball. I just go out there. And I like competing on the mound, so that's always fun. Just really, I feel like uh, more focus um, is just hitting-wise, hitting standpoint. I'll focus on that more uh, from not pitching because I don't really work on pitching that much right now. So, okay. yeah, just hitting standpoint. Fielding. So moving into the hitting side of things, kind of take us through what the hitting approach is like. You know, you're hitting second there at Snyder. I believe you're hitting fifth there for the Canes Midwest. Take us through as you're on the on-deck circle, watching the guy in front of you, walking up to that batter's box, you know, kind of take us through that mentality and what's going through your mind. Yeah, my hitting approach definitely does start um, when I'm on deck, watching the pitcher, timing up the pitchers, um, 
seeing what kind of speed he has, but definitely my hitting approach is just keeping it simple. Just want to keep it simple because if you get too complicated, then you'll get confused up there in the box. So just keeping it simple. Uh, got more of a wider base when I'm in the box, wider base, uh, quick hands to get around the baseball, just more of a sports, uh, short, simple swing. Okay, so you talk about that short and swivel, simple swing. Kind of take us through what those mechanics are looking like, you know, from that load up to that follow through, what those mechanics are and how maybe they've evolved mm -hmm. here these past couple of years as, you know, you've gotten a little bit older, a little bit matured, a little bit more, and are, you know, only two years away from Bloomington now. Yeah, so definitely starting seeing that faster pitching. I definitely widened my base more, got into more of my lower legs, um, shortened up my load, and then I uh, brought my um, hands up higher. So I'm more uh, short and compact and quicker to the baseball when, when you see that top velo. Okay, so are you a big two-strike approach guy, or for the most part, do you kind of keep it the same no matter what the what the count is? Really just keep it the same no matter what. The only thing I'm doing two-strike approach is maybe widen a little more, choking up a little bit. Okay, so if you have, if you were a scout watching your game, so this would be the entirety of it, playing third, playing second, playing first, I know that's thrown in there as well a little bit when you're pitching um, and hitting. Kind of take us through, if you were a scout, what that personal scouting report would be if you had to write one up on yourself. Personal scouting report is definitely a utility guy that does it all. I can I can play anywhere in the field, outfield even. Um, just gets the job done, does what he needs to do. Um, yeah, just a utility player. Okay, so when you are moving around that diamond, going from third, going to first, throwing in second base there, and occasionally you said you might be able to play the outfield as well. You know, what's that transition like going into, let's say one day you're playing third, next day you're playing second? You know, what's that approach? And is there a different mentality when you're playing third, second compared to the outfield? You know, kind of take us through that. No, I wouldn't really say it's a different mentality. The only different mentality would probably be uh, from playing in the position, in the field from pitching. So not really different mentality, playing different positions in the field, just keep it the same and play baseball. Okay, so, you know, as you look forward here to these next couple of years, but you know, going through Snyder, going through one more summer with the Canes Midwest, looking at your development, what are some of those key things you're wanting to put emphasis on as you look in just to getting better and better and maturing a little bit more before you get to Bloomington? Key things on my body is definitely getting my legs stronger, um, working those out. And then key things in baseball is just uh, my approach in the box, just seeing pitches up and – and yeah, just quicker, quicker feet and more agile on the field. Okay, so with you, you know, obviously being a Power Five baseball commit, going to going to the Big Ten, one of the, going to IU, one of the better Big Ten schools. I'm sure you've had a ton of people who have been influential within your baseball career. But if you had to choose two to three people who have been the most influential, who would those people be, and what would be the reasonings for them being so influential? Uh, first of all, my dad, my dad most mostly. Um. He taught me since I was a kid. Um, I don't really give him that much credit, but I, I really need to start doing that. So definitely my dad. Um, second, probably uh, Brandon. Brandon was definitely would be second, even though he's one of my teammates. We just we can go hit together and we change little simple things, fix things in each other's swings. Um, and then third would uh, probably be Jay Hunley. 
Okay. So we've talked a lot about you and Eli here today when it comes to you guys being Kingswood West teammates with you being, you know, both being IU commits. You bring up Brandon there, your high school teammate, your travel baseball teammate as well. You know, what's that relationship you guys have been able to build here these past couple of years? And, you know, what's that looking like on the day-to-day, game-to-game, maybe talking about different pitchers or, you know, whatever it happens to be within the game of baseball. You know, what is that, you know, relationship you guys have been able to build? Yeah, relationship is great. Um, I've been playing with Brandon since Little League, uh, back when we ma- almost made it to the Little League World Series at Georgetown. So yeah, the relationship is definitely high with him. Um, we we and we obviously go to the same high school, uh, walk the same halls together, go to the same class together. So it's just great, have fun, just play baseball together. Okay, so last baseball question here before we dig into the, you know, like I said, I got the last segment where we're digging into the personal side of things. Last baseball question. Out of all these different places you guys are traveling, Atlanta, Hoover, Cary, playing high school ball and facing Braden Thomas, who would be those toughest, and I'm not going to say toughest pitcher because I know it's going to be tough to choose just one guy, but who are mm-hmm. some of those toughest pitchers, two to three guys that you've had to face so far in your career? Brayden Thomas is definitely up there. He's probably number one. Uh, just fast throwing lefty. Well, fast throwing for now. Um, and then um, Conrad Kaysen, Mississippi State commit. Uh, we faced him down at WWA two years ago, I think. He was throwing 90 at 50, at uh, 15. So that was definitely a good one to see. And then um, Blaine Metz. Blaine Metz is a good pitcher. Okay. Yeah. So I had Blaine Metz on the podcast right before that carry event. I didn't know he was going to be playing for you guys that week. And I come down, yeah. see him come down and pitch against, uh, I think it was that like California, some California team. And yeah, man, like I was, I, man, I was so impressed with, with him on the mound. I was like, shoot, like this was not what I was expecting. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him, you know, you know, develop here these next couple of years. But um, anyway, last segment here for you on the podcast. Like I said, more of the personal side of things. It is looking like eight questions. So let's, you know, Call it rapid fire. Let's go through these. Passion. Yeah. Beyond the game of baseball, what are some of those hobbies? What are some of those passions that you have to maybe take your mind off the game or, you know, just kind of, you know, focus on something beyond baseball? Beyond baseball is definitely football. I love football. It's so fun. You can just go out and hit people. Just football is so fun. That will definitely be one of my passions uh, outside of baseball and uh, music. I'm a big music guy, mostly uh, I'm kind of a variety guy. Uh, Little Baby, Morgan Wallen, those are mainly one of the twos that I listen to. Okay, so I guess you kind of answered one of my other questions coming up because it was going to be go-to playlist on a long drive, you know, whether that's genres mm. or maybe a go-to pod- a podcast. But I guess, you, I guess we got two questions out of the way there. But you talk about you being a football player as well. You got After this tournament, I'm sure you guys are going to be hitting two days there, the first of August, first game there, the last mm-hmm. Uh, last couple of weeks there of August. So kind of take us through that scouting report as a football player for you. Obviously people know you as the baseball player for here on the podcast, but you know, what's that football career looking like? I mean, football career is looking well. I mean, I got some, I got some varsity minutes last year. I actually got a pick on my birthday last year. Uh, so that was pretty big. Um, I'm, I'm a, I play inside backer. And then this year I might be playing some fullback too, some little H back, like a little tight end. And then, um, yeah, I'm not afraid to get in and get in the dirt, get dirty, and make some plays. Okay, and Snyder's a pretty good football program, aren't they? Like they were in the state championship, I think, when I was in high school. I I, I can't remember, mm-hmm. but 
Um, anyway, digging into the motivation side of things. What is it that kind of helps you get out of bed every morning? What is it that continues helps you continuously evolve as a ball player, as a person? What are some of those internal motivations that you have? Motivation is just not being a failure to my family. Because, like, my family and my parents have done so much for me, so I just want to do it for them and not fail them. Okay, so taking that question a little bit further, let's say everything keeps working out for you. Perfect picture mm -hmm. of your life 20 years down the road. You'll be, I believe, what, 36, 37 years old. Everything's going right for you. What's that perfect picture of your life looking like? Perfect picture is uh, still playing Major League Baseball or retired from Major League Baseball. Um, married, two to three kids, living in a, in a house, stable family. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to be going back to Fort Wayne or you want to move somewhere else? Uh, it all depends. I don't know yet for sure now, but I don't want to leave my family here in Fort Wayne, but I, I do want to get out though. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, so I got four, I guess, three more questions here for you since you answered that go-to playlist question. Uh, I'm going to ask them in two sets. Well, I'm going to ask this one in a set of two. And then the last one, I'll just ask to end it off. Um, so TikTok for you, Plage. I know I mentioned that before we started recording. You log on to TikTok, you're scrolling through. What are some of those things that you're seeing? I saw this question asked to uh, Luke Combs the other day, and I was like, man, that is one damn good question. So we got to we got to we got to throw this in here to the podcast. So TikTok for you, Paige, and coolest contact in your phone. You're scrolling through your contacts. Who's that coolest contact mm -hmm. that you have? Okay, so TikTok, first thing on my TikTok is definitely memes. I see a lot of memes on TikTok. I, I like to laugh, so definitely a lot of, a lot of uh, funny memes on TikTok. Uh, and then baseball, mostly baseball, stuff like that on TikTok. And then, uh, let me see, contact. Hmm, I don't really have too many. Um... I would just have to say Coach Mercer. Okay. Head you know, coach I, IU. It's coach yeah. Mercer, yeah. I mean, anytime you get a coach that's made it to the NCAA tournament, I mean, that's yeah. a pr pretty cool contact to have. But mm -hmm. last, last question here on the J-Care podcast for you. Same question I always like to end it off with, and that is dream NIL brand. You get to Bloomington, you get the chance to, you know, capitalize on your name, image, and likeness, get the chance to work with any brand here in the country. What is that dream brand to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? Definitely either Gatorade or Nike. Okay. Those are, those are my top two. Okay. Well, you know, obviously anytime, and this is something I always say, because I mean, Nike is probably the the biggest answer when it comes to that question, that mm -hmm. and Lululemon, which is still, to me still kind of a surprise. I didn't realize Lululemon, yeah. you know, such big, so big in the baseball world, but yeah, I mm -hmm. mean, anytime you get the chance to work with Nike, I mean, you must be doing something right. I have to say. So, yeah. um, you know, good brand to throw in there, but man, that's the final question here in the J care podcast for you. Um, you know, again, I know we've talked about this for a while, obviously with you being a Fort Wayne guy going to IU, I've wanted to get you on the podcast. So, you know, I'm pumped to finally have you here on good. I mean, thanks for coming on the show. Um, good luck as you guys head down to Florida. Good luck as you go through the rest of your high school career, playing with the Canes Midwest one more summer. And as you go on to Bloomington, mm -hmm. obviously I'm, I'll be seeing you around, but you know, good luck as you just go through the rest of your career, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.